today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We've been talking about this for an awful long time. We've certainly seen, uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, various stages of retailer. You had your mom and pop sort of thing on Main Street. Uh, Then it kind of went into the strip mall where there was uh, a whole pile of stores together, an outdoor strip mall, and you'd park your car and walk from one to the other. Uh, Then, of course, it became the giant uh, conglomerate indoor mall where everything was, you know, turned inward and faced inward and from the street it looked like just a giant concrete bunker and then to uh the 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 silliest most embarrassing and i think selfish uh part of retailer uh retail uh reared its ugly head the big box stores i am sorry i have absolutely nothing good to say about these i think they serve no purpose i think they evolved out of the uh you know, uh, outlet store kind of thing in the United States. Come on, give me a break. There's an outlet store in every neighborhood. Come on. Uh, and these things to me just, um, just, uh, display everything wrong about retail, big, fat, and lazy. Uh, and you know, here we are in times of economy, times of, uh, environment and you, why would you want to park your car at one end of a giant lot, go in one store, do your business, and then because you've got packages or it's just too far to walk, you get back in your car and drive to the big box store that's two or three box stores down from where you are at the other end of the parking lot. This is as asinine as the LCBO and the beer store having two giant buildings at the other end of a shopping center, as opposed to one together that we can all use. You know, so you have to drive to one and then get back in the car and drive another 30 seconds to the other one because you can't walk back and forth with all, with your merchandise. I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense. So we go from there. Now we're swinging back again. And mom and pop stuff is seeming to show up again. Or, better yet, I don't know if it's better yet, more interestingly, uh, organized retail that appears to be mom and pop. So instead of all of the locations the same, they're all a little different if you have a restaurant sort of idea. Uh, and it all and research out says the big, the big malls are doing just fine, thank you, because... They were sort of the most efficient way to do it. You park your car once, you go in, you wander around, make it as easy as you can, and you get the hell out. Is that the future? Is the mom and pop thing the future? How, do, how does big retail and these giant malls and even more, I think, irrelevant big box stores stay in business? Has this nothing to do with the retail model and all to do with internet shopping, uh, e-sales? Is this just internet sales that's changing the face of retailers. To talk more about all of this, Craig Patterson is with us, Director of Applied Research, School of Retailing, Alberta School of Business, University of Alberta, and is on the line with us now. Hello, Craig. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Is the big mall, not the box store, but the the giant malls that we see in every city, major city, are they doing well? Are they going the way of the dodo bird? Oh, goodness. Um, the best malls are just getting better, and they're actually also increasing their uh, sales per square foot, uh, which is quite remarkable. Uh, I know that uh, we've heard a lot uh, in the news about the retail apocalypse, in quotation marks, but uh, I would say that's certainly not the case, at least not amongst top stores and top retailers. Why is this happening? Why are we getting a, di- a different read of this? 
Uh, it really depends on uh, what categories we're looking at uh, with retail. I know that some retailers are certainly struggling, uh, certainly those that haven't uh, you know, kept up with uh, consumer demand in the times. There's also a lot more competition, but uh, certainly you, know, you look at the performance of a retailer like Lululemon, uh, Canada Goose store at Yorkdale in Toronto, uh, Aritzia stores. I mean, some of these stores are just hitting it out of the park. Uh, their sales have never been higher. So uh, it, it certainly isn't that consumers are, are not shopping. Uh, they're just shopping in a different way. And, you know, it seemed that if you were in a giant mall that there was one, two, or even three of these major giant anchor tenants that would, you know, department stores, that they would anchor them around. And it's those that are having the difficulty as well as they try to figure out what their niche is. Department stores are interesting. I mean, I think that there's a future in department stores if they're, you know, a compelling environment that has, uh, you know, a lot of activity, things changing, a place that people want to go. If you go to some European and Asian cities, they've got some really great department stores, but there aren't, you know, a hundred of them. Uh, They're a little more, you know, unique and niche and, uh, you know, special. I mean, Harrods in London might be the best example in the world of someone that's famous, but you know, we've got uh, over 90 Hudson's Bay stores in Canada. We've got many Sears stores. There's just too many, and they're not uh, as interesting as they could be. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.